Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss the TurboGrafx-16, a Russian replicant, and Sweaty Sonic. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. Oh, Ryan. Ryan, it's happening. We're it in the, happening. Um, we're near the end of We're near the end of the year, and, and this is maybe one of the last... This might be the, one of the last podcasts we do in 2018. And you can tell because it was so promptly delivered. You can tell because uh, listen, I gotta just slide on a level with the audience, okay? I hosted a wedding at my house this weekend, and uh, the preparations for the wedding, and then the actual wedding itself—not my wedding, by the way—I should say I'm already happily married. Um, but uh, the preparations threw everything into a um, into a complete and utter dis- into complete and utter disarray. And so for that, I am sorry uh, to the listener. And I owe you big time. And I'm going to deliver big time. <laughs> With the I best show we've ever done. <clears throat> the best show ever. It's it's late. I'm drinking. Uh, you guys are going to love it. I'm definitely not going to say anything that will get me banned by the FCC. You know what I just learned about today is you, this whole... That you don't respect the SEC? You know, I just, <laughs> I just learned that um, this whole YouTube rewind controversy. Oh, yeah. That's a real... That's a controversy for the for 2018. Between that and the subscribe to PewDiePie spanning, uh, spamming, but the but the subscribe to PewDiePie is like a, is a somehow. I mean, there's some relationship essentially, right? Listen, like, when you're a, when you're a teen and you've got an internet connection and it's time to scream at Pete Davidson, you've got some work to do. I'll be honest with you. It's um, uh, Vox had an explainer. They're like, "What's the YouTube rewind uh, uh, controversy or whatever?" And I was like, "Okay." Yeah, this is one I'm not going to spend the time to do my own. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do the legwork on this. You're like, let's like, let's explain, explainer. And it turns out, and it turns out, it's simplistic and stupid enough that you can actually um, explain it in like a thousand word article. Yeah, right. Basically, like, uh, it's not Syria and thirty maps or whatever. It's like, or the you know the Syrian conflict and thirty maps. It is actually like, um, there's a bunch of essentially alt-right people now who are like they're like um they're like the red pilled uh they're like gamergate but like gamergate light which is like um people who like jordan peterson and um think that we should uh not put limits on free speech which means like you should be able to say things that are racist uh homophobic xenophobic whatever and people shouldn't get mad at you when you do it they're that's their version of free speech that james corden and Jimmy Fallon are more popular than Nazi like daily bloggers or whatever. <laughs> no, they're not. The big controversy is apparently that there's some Indian studio. It's called like T Studio or something. I don't know. I didn't even look. I only grazed the thing. And they're like they're like about to be the most subscribed to channel or whatever. It's like because there are a fucking billion people in India. I'm guessing. Um, well, and I mean that's helpful. And also they put out like a ton of videos and whatever. But it's like this big, it's this big like uh, industrial complex of like YouTube videos. And then there's like you no know, little PewDiePie, you know, little Swedish PewDiePie, and he's all he wants is to be the most popular person on YouTube in the world. That's all he wants. Anyhow, and so like his fans are enraged or something. And then also like uh, there's some kind of free speech thing going on where people think uh, PewDiePie is being silenced or whatever. Then YouTube puts out this video, which has all of the YouTube people who are safe 
for work. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of like, them are like, like corporate, like tie-in John Oliver type. You know, you know, or whatever. Like you know, Marquez Brownlee is on there, and and you've got like uh, Casey Neistat is on there, and like people who are like they're like you know PG PG thirteen. You know, they're not like saying the n-word like they're not people who are like just talking about like nazis being yeah. good or whatever beauty yeah whatever puti- you don't know what nbc's <laughs> fall schedule might bring <laughs> uh no you're, you're you're right you're right but the point is you know and like so the you so the so the the red-pilled pewdiepie stands are like mad because pewdiepie is not even though he's like the most he's the most he's the most popular or the most subscribed to or whatever and it's like look dude do you know how fucking business works they're not going to put Logan Paul. They're not going to put the fucking Suicide Forest guy and the N-word guy on or the Jew hater or whatever PewDiePie is doing this week in their fucking ad to advertisers. Like you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. Like it has nothing to do with like freedom of speech or suppression of your fucking I- – your stupid ideas or whatever. It's like it has to do with YouTube as a business. They make money off of ads and they need to sell like Procter & Gamble like uh, – uh, 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 parents in the suburbs of uh, Ohio need to be like, I like that Marquez Brownlee. He's a he's very charming. And I love his gadget videos. They they don't want to hear PewDiePie's bullshit, and they don't want to think about it. And those advertisers need to be able to be like, yes, we are we're clean and we're wholesome, just like you want. And yeah, I might be rambling, but I read this fucking stupid thing. I wasted like ten minutes of my life. And now I know all about the YouTube rewind controversy, which is completely meaningless in the grand scheme of everything. I'll say this, though, and and I read an interesting piece that was like how defending PewDiePie and his 75 million followers or whatever or like watching his videos gets you into the alt-right, which is if you decide you like this person just because you think he's funny or like you relate to his videos or, you know, like if you're, you know, 14 and this guy speaks to you for whatever reason, you're like, he I love his opinions on Sonic the Hedgehog. You're like, great. Everything's happening. Uh, when he does use the n-word you want to excuse it because you like him and and you're like it's not that big of a deal and like just let me have this thing i like i'm in pain my frontal lobe doesn't work i'm a teenager and so you come up with excuses and those excuses can range from whatever but they're the same excuses like republicans and alt-right conservatives and nazis used to <clears throat> to get away with stuff yeah. and once you start like allowing those into your th- thought process and making some excuses for the people you like it's really easy to slide into like, yeah, it's okay if you don't like Jews because, you know, yeah. and, and you no, know, like, I'm nobody saying get all... rid of them. They're saying a, a nonviolent uh, ethnic cleansing. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, real no, I easy. Mean, I mean, it, it's, it's, it, it, it is, yes, there is a obvious slippery slope there where, I mean, I hate to use the term slippery slope. I know. It's been somehow co-opted by the fucking alt-right, <laughs> um, but, uh, or by just the right wing. But, but, you know, yes, it gets easier to make excuses, but, you know, more, I actually, something that I think is that. I think that I think is more troubling than like you being okay with PewDiePie's like occasional racist, anti anti-Semitic and and probably homophobic slip-ups. Um the thing that I find more troubling is that the youth of the world, and I assume the youth of America, now believe that the thing that is like cool and most important is how many subscribers you have on your YouTube channel. That like that actually means that you are the best. That you're important. And that you're the best and that you have good ideas. It's a meritocracy. Like followers and and, and likes are a meritocracy. And like, and like, I just, I just think it's, it's pretty incredible to have come from where I came from. And like, this might be the old guy talking. He's the old dude, you know, now I'm an old man. I started this when I was a young man. 
uh, I was cool. You know, I was just gleaming the cube with all the other kids. <laughs> and now uh, I'm 85 and I'm dying. But like, it's not cool to like the thing that everybody else likes. Like, I mean, it's okay if the thing that you do like the thing that everybody else likes, like that's okay. And like sometimes every once in a while, the thing that everybody likes is also the fucking best, right? That does happen. I, we've definitely talked about this before in the podcast, but more often than not, you're a fucking sheep. You know, more often than not, if you like the thing that everybody else likes, you like it because of reasons that have nothing to do with the quality of that thing. It's more to do with like peer pressure and marketing and a bunch of other bullshit. And like you may think that like you came to PewDiePie through some organic grassroots, whatever. But like, dude, he crossed that threshold a long time ago. There is a machine, an algorithmic machine and a marketing machine that gets PewDiePie in front of people. It's not just his how charming he is and how good he is at playing video games. And if one and corporation like, decides they don't want to market him anymore, it's not an attack on him. Like, and and it doesn't make him like the whole thing. What bothers me with all of this is that there's this idea that he's authentic because he's talking to you directly to the camera, and he has, but he has 75 million followers. So that's like any like late night sitcom. And just because you don't no, know, you I don't know, he's see his made, PR team and his marketing team, and he's not he's not reading every individual comment you don't really have a connection with him like I mean, he actually needs what he needs is probably a, a pr team like to handle his shit but like here's the thing you want to be like pewdiepie is like upset because this um this indian channel is like about to overtake him because they have more resources or whatever it's like i'm sorry i'm sorry that like you're like whoever his fans are mad because youtube doesn't want to acknowledge him because he's unacceptable in the popular conversation and it's like you want to be the thing that's mainstream if you want more and more and more followers, you're asking to be increasingly more accepted in the mainstream. And in the mainstream, where most people live, the shit that you say has to be limited to some extent. Like there's something that's called like uh, acceptable discourse in the mainstream. And people blow that all the time. Mel Gibson used to be one of the biggest fucking stars in the world. He used to be in all of the Hollywood blockbusters. And then he like revealed himself to be a piece of shit and people in the mainstream were like, no, thank you. People who had to work with who had to work with him were like, yeah, no, thank you. Like, we don't need to work with a guy who's a racist, anti-Semite. We can find someone else to work with. So if if people like PewDiePie want to be the biggest and the most popular, they also have to acknowledge that um they can they're not going to be the unvarnished self. That just doesn't happen. It just doesn't. I don't care how fucking modern we are. At some point, people go like, yeah, that's too much for me. And you know, you know what? This just brings me all around to all stands are bad. We have to stop like uh, blindly, obsessively supporting yeah. these people as if we, we know them. We did a great story on fanboys at The Verge and I think it was in 2013 or 2012. It was like a really expansive story about like Apple, Microsoft, and Google fanboys. And I thought it was – I mean honestly the article was really good. But it also um, – whether you viewed it on – what kind of device you viewed it on, it would change the layout to be – to look like Android or Windows or Apple. Love. Yeah, it was fucking cool. And um, – and, you know, it was like – it was always this thing where it's like I can't imagine – like like I like – I mean I th just think of a thing that you love, like the fucking Nintendo Switch. Do you know how I feel about Nintendo? Do you know what I feel for Nintendo? Nothing. Fucking not, nothing. Nothing. Okay. Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to think of my – what's my favorite movie? Uh, like Blade Runner. You know how I feel about Ridley Scott as a director? Talented guys made some good movies. I don't give a fuck about Ridley Scott. Like if he made a shitty movie, I'd be like, that movie sucks. Ridley Scott blows now. If he made a really good one, I'd be like, wow, Ridley Scott is back. Like, but I don't feel anything for Ridley Scott. I don't feel any allegiance. 
I don't feel any dedication. I don't feel like he, I owe him anything, and I don't feel like he owes me anything. But it it is. I feel the same way about Apple practice, and fucking though. You have to practice. But it's like Google. Now. It's like even even Google. Like I like Google, but like I'd be ready to drop Google in a minute. Like bring me something better than Google, and I'm happy to drop it. I'm just like on a, on a purely technical basis, like. I like the products, but I don't give a fuck about Sundar Pichai. No offense, Sundar, you're a great guy, but like you're not like you're not a person that is important to me in any way, and your company is not important to me in any way, insofar as it serves a purpose in my life. So the idea that you become a fan of like you love Canon, the camera, the camera company, that's fucking weird, man. It's weird to love a company, but I do think it's not normal. It is a it is a like an evolutionary biological thing, like this herd mentality, this like feeling like you've invested in this thing, and these companies want to be seen as your friend, and they want to market where Mario, you know Mario, you know Mario, your friend, that guy you've been on all those adventures with, aren't you going to root for him? And and yeah, it Mario the is whole your thing. fucking god now. Okay, you pray to Mario, you worship at the altar of Mario and Luigi and Waluigi, which is apparently some kind of character I've become recently aware of. <laughs> Waluigi Anyhow. though is uh, I, I love Waluigi. <laughs> I, I do have, I, I do I do blindly stand Waluigi. I I love any no, chaotic I, I, evil. This is like <laughs> this is like the fucking comic books. It's like guys, I grew up on this shit. I get it. I I, I love them also, but uh, you know who fucking cares about Spider Man? Who cares if Spider? You're like mad because Spider Man is black or something. It's like give me a fucking break. He is a comic book character. The people who were like mad about Ghostbusters. I mean, do you remember? I mean, it's yeah, kind of like. That was truly spectacular. It's like, you're like, you're like, I kind of, you I forgot about These that, Ghostbusters you know, like, have vaginas. <laughs> yeah, people were so mad. They were so mad. And yet, and yet, who cares? Really? Right? So, so anyhow, I guess what I'm saying is at the end of the day is like, be a fan of yourself. Okay. Root for you. Make yourself, make, be your own. Stand yourself. <laughs> Stand yourself, okay? And that's the only person you should be standing. Maybe your maybe your significant other, maybe somebody who you really maybe a great thinker, a giver who you really respect and you stand, feel like stand your doing children. Something. Stand it's like you know, this is somebody who's leads a charity that's where they're helping people in need. Like those I could see getting a kind of religious uh, affection for such a for such a person. But if religion has taught us anything, it's like they're they're probably molesting children. So just just, just don't get too attached. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's okay. Okay, that's my that's my opening rant to this podcast. Now, <laughs> wasn't it worth wasn't it worth the wait? I, I'm gonna undoubtedly there'll be a pipe bomb delivered to my house from a PewDiePie fan. I'm not saying all PewDiePie fans are sending pipe bombs or anything, but we live in a climate where you know a lot of shit's going haywire. I truly a lot of fucked have, up shit going down. I've organized my life in such a gorgeous and beautiful way that I I don't know any specifics about PewDiePie. Like I wish I could follow up on it with a joke about like what is PewDiePie's pipe bomb? What would that be like? I truly know nothing about him, and I'm so happy. I, PewDiePie, I he's such Swedish. a beautiful he's life. Swedish. <laughs> um, let's get into the. Let's talk about some of the other stories here. Yeah, there's some. It's gonna be a live action uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, film. some horrible news. I'm um, really breaking. Is it? What's news. the movie? What's the movie called? Do we know? We don't. I think it's just Sonic uh, Adventure. They should call Sonic it Hedgehog. Adventure. They should call it Hedgehog because they're going for like a realistic angle. <laughs> hog, <laughs> cranking <Yeah>. the hog. <laughs> hog. I think that'd be really cool. Um, yeah, it's horrifying. It, 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 he has like human muscly legs, and it's in the real world. It's. Oh, everything Sega does is. I love like I love like a sweaty. I want to see him in like a pair of like pair of underwear. He's like, I want to see Sonic fuck. Like 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 the movie opens. The movie opens. He's in like a. It's like in a submarine. Okay, 
and it's like the, it's like a tracking shot through the submarine, and it gets it, it goes into like a if someone's in a bunk, like tossing and turning, they're having like a bad dream. You can't kind of make out the shape of the of the person, and then like the sheet gets thrown back, and it's a almost completely nude Sonic, sweating, beads of sweat dripping off of all over his body. He's wearing like tidy whities He's hairy as Why hell. Harry, <laughs> yeah. No, his hair is all fucked up. He's also very hairy. He's sweaty. He's in, it's tidy white. He's blue skin, I guess, blue fur. He like bolts out of bed, you know, kind of pivots out of bed, you know, head and hands, breathing heavily. You just see his whole body tensing and sweating. Now, that's what does I thought, a quick I'm shot. Does a quick shot. Yeah, a little hair of the dog. <laughs> quick shot of like Jim Beam or whatever. <laughs> like that's maybe I'm the only person who feels this way, but that's what I'd like to see. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> You know who'd be? You know, you know what really I want to see? Actually, a, you know would be really good in the role of, of Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, I think if, if it was not a 3D animated character, which I assume it will, be, Mel Gibson would be in a perfect <laughs> rip from the headlines, real world Sonic. You, you know? get like a real, hey, a real junky looking James Franco as Tails. <laughs> let me say something. You think doing all that speed doesn't take a toll? That's a tagline. Something like that. You know, right? Speed takes its toll. Dude, I'm telling you, this is good. This is good shit. He's like, at, you know, he's like fucking. Uh, the the plot of the movie is actually that like the speed that he uses is actually prematurely aging him. Is that by moving so quickly, he's aging, and he's got to find a way. And he's got to trade Ro- his time to save the world. Doctor Robotnik, that's his enemy, right? Yeah. Doctor Robotnik. Doctor Robotnik has the only. I haven't played what? Yeah, I haven't played in so long. And anyhow, Robotnik has the only uh, way to tra- to reverse the effects of his uh, speed use. You know, Sega, just call me. Sega, hit me, Josh at theoutline.com. Just send me an email. I'm ready to. I'm ready to go into uh, some pre-production on this. We might be describing the plot of Detective Pikachu for all we know. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who Fox is. is Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu Fox. You can leave him at one of those daycare centers with another Pikachu, and they they no, they breed. This is the pro. This is the problem with 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 turning these 2D characters, or even like you know game 3d characters into like live action movie 3d characters it's like you've got to contemplate their genitals you know <laughs> you're like what what's going on like is he a, if he's a creature it's like let's not mix let's not mix anymore let's keep things yeah do you have to take doggy bags with you and pick up your pikachu shit and like if that's true what about those giant know. pokemon well you do but well pika was well, the but the first off they obviously have they're high functioning i mean they're like they have like human level or beyond brains some of them do right some of them do yeah, right. I don't know. Who's the one guy with like the fucking face? Mewtwo. What is his name? What is it? Mewtwo? Yeah. <laughs> I like that I knew exactly who you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Is that wait, hold on. What is, how do you spell that? Mewtwo M E W T W O. Wait. Wait. M E T M E W T W O. Mewtwo. Oh yeah. <laughs> that guy is already dark. No, 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 no. Who are you thinking? He's of? in the trailer. He's got a disgusting face. Hold on a second. Oh, I Mr. Mime. Right is it Mr. Mime? Is that Mr. it? Mr. Mime? Right now somebody's screaming at the Oh yeah, Mr. Mime. <laughs> Mr. Mime should no one should ever render this character <laughs> in any realistic way. I mean, nobody should ever <laughs> render this character. It's a horrible horrific he he looks like okay i'll tell you who he looks like exactly and i want i want people to i want links so people can see this (laughs) okay i'll put it in the post there's a there's a photographer my one of my favorite artists his name is charlie white he did a uh he did a photo series i believe it's called becoming joshua 
I could be wrong. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. Uh, Charlie, what I'm Googling right now on my amazing new keyboard that I love. Um, maybe it's just called understanding Joshua. Joshua. Understanding Joshua. Sorry. Understanding Joshua. Okay. This guy looks exactly like the character of Joshua from understanding Joshua and understanding Joshua is one of the most oh disturbing. God. It's one of the most disturbing photo series. Holy it's fucking awesome. Shit. It's it's fucking awesome, but it is but you tell me that it does not look exactly like him. That's Mr. Mime. Yes. Yes. I mean, dude, it's fucked up actually. This is I need to I need to like write about this, I think. Honestly, like I think I need to write about this cuz I now realize like it's really <laughs> It's really not good. And once you see once you see Joshua, you're not gonna look at Mr. Mime the same way in this fucking movie. Anyhow, God, these pictures are terrifying. Also, oh I just God. say Charlie White is the shit. I just want to say Charlie White is one of the greatest artists. He's so fucking cool. He did a series, I'm sure I've talked about it before. The I found him, I think in '99, he did a photo series called In a Matter of Days, which was like scenes from Los Angeles as like some kind of really fucked up alien like invasion was happening. And it's like weird alleys where like a body's being dragged off and like people waiting in their house like with like a family waiting like looking freaked out with like a father holding a gun they all they all look like they're scenes from a movie Mm -hmm. it's so fucking good anyhow once you see um on charlie white's understanding joshua you will uh, look at this fucking 3d rendered um mr mime and you will be shaken to your core and we need to do something about it. We need to. There needs to be an intervention. Stop po- the Pokemon Company International. Yeah, <laughs> stop all Pokemon uh, operations. Stop all Pokemon Twenty Nineteen. This, <laughs> this is like it's like Coney. Coney. It's Coney, but it's po- Pokemon Twenty Twelve. I'm gonna be nude on a highway by the end of the week. What's exactly? Oh, I remember that guy. Man, oh. I miss him. I miss that dude. All he wanted to do was stop masturbate on a car. <laughs> When he got right down to it, it's like all the charity aside, he just wanted to jerk off on a car. And who hasn't been there before? <laughs> not in a car. Not in a car. On a car. <laughs> Anyhow, okay. Let's get back on track here. See, I feel like this was worth the wait. Let's get to – should we talk about this situation with uh, Twitter? Have you heard of Twitter? <laughs> Have you heard of this website that just won't stop? Uh, Jack Dorsey did a tweet. Sorry, I'm looking for the first time ever. I'm looking at the list that Ryan uh, prepared. Can you please news. use his full name? It's at Jack. At Jack, Jack, at Jack Dorsey, uh, did this like tweet thread about uh, Myanmar, Myanmar. You say Myanmar? I think it's Myanmar. Yeah, Myanmar. Um, Burma. I say Burma. (laughs) About what a great place it is to meditate, how wonderful, how, how centered you can get there, the kinds of excruciating meditation he experienced, how rewarding it ultimately was. And he's like, if you're looking for a great place to meditate, you can't go wrong with Myanmar. Meanwhile, there's a, you know, basically mass genocide occurring um, in Myanmar. Because a, of social media. I mean, there, there, there may be a link. There's a huge link. There's a link, but at the very, at the very least, we can agree that um, there's some bad, nasty shit going on there, and it is not like a... It's not, it's a, not, it's like not a, a chill place to hang one's hat for I mean, a while. It, it's not exactly like, uh, you know, you wouldn't be like, this is, I'm thinking, where's... Like, uh, hey, girl, you, you want to Myanmar and chill? I'm looking for a place to go. I'm looking for a place to go and really center myself. <laughs> but I want it also be a place where there is a genocide occurring. <laughs> well, you've got the right spot here. And so Jack Dorsey does this tweet. Uh, Jack Dorsey, rather, does this uh, tweet storm. And um, 
then it turns out he was like in a he was like taken on a trip by the government of Myanmar, taken on a, a balloon ride where he meditated in a balloon, <laughs> hot air balloon, which I think is some kind he of He became a little balloon boy, you might say. Which is some kind of metaphor. Yeah. The the CEO of Twitter meditating in a hot air balloon. Above genocide. Above genocide paid for by the people like uh committing, committing it. genocide. Yeah, I think there might be a metaphor there. There's a, definitely a fucking metaphor. I feel like Anyhow, if you wrote this in a book, it'd be you'd be like, This is so hack. Yeah, no, your editor no, your editor would be like, Oh, I'm sorry, this whole thing with the guy, the CEO and the the meditation, it's not no one's gonna buy that. You gotta you gotta, you gotta dress it up a little. Just <laughs> make it, give it give it make give it something that seems realistic that I can hang my hat on in this in this chapter. You're telling me that the CEO of one of the world's largest social networks that's all about uh Chaos. bringing people together <laughs> supposed to supposedly meditates at a hot air balloon above Myanmar paid for by the ethnic cleansers of Myanmar. I mean, it's actually when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is we're at a point where like, I just have to laugh. I just have to laugh. Mm. He didn't Google it. Like what can you do? He fell for the Lindsay Lohan Turkish spy trap. No, I don't know, but maybe he those tweets were were sponsored. I don't know. Maybe it's just weird. So weird. If I were him, I'd be like, if I were him, I I would have. I mean, you, uh, one would assume you're taking a trip to Myanmar. You might Google. Yeah, you know, and you might just say, "Let me think about this, Jack." Let me think. I assume Jack refers to himself as probably at Jack. At Jack. At Jack. <laughs> he says, "At Jack." <laughs> maybe there's somewhere else to meditate. I mean, this seems good, but. How's the oh, there, how's Santa Barbara this time of is year? Runner up? Is there a place that might seem a little less kind of hot button? You know, like I, it's like basically. I mean, you know, it be. I'm not saying it's the same thing, but like it'd be like Jack Dorsey doing a tweet thread, which, by the way, may happen. About how like he found that the some of the some of the rooms at the uh, Auschwitz at Auschwitz were really, you know, he's like the the stillness and the. The uh, un- the uncomfortable environment was perfect for meditation. <laughs> I think I mean, it's not similar to what Justin Bieber said. He said, "I think Anne Frank would have been verified." <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's. But I think what's the, the question you have to ask yourself is like, what's the how far of a walk is Jack Dorsey to Justin Bieber in terms of like <laughs> his brain? <laughs> like, he's it, like it, three for, days at Hillsong away from people. Like he, yeah, people are like he's a genius, and it's like, well, he. He he definitely has been he's definitely been in the right place at the right time. Absolutely, but yeah, it does make me wonder. I mean, look, I've done dumb things. I've done dumb things, but I've never meditated in a hot air balloon paid by genocide people. <laughs> Again, yet in their country, yet twenty nineteen is coming. I know, I know, twenty nineteen is gonna be fucked up. I'm gonna do so many bad things. <laughs> It's gonna be. I got the bar has been raised. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna Let's have to honest. really like chew I mean, through some I mean, innocence. I mean, I just want to be real with people. The 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 you can't just do normal scandals anymore. <laughs> I mean, no, it's true. It's like you have to like, really in, want it nowadays. I mean, I know, I know, we've said this before, and I'm sure that a lot of other people have said it, but it's like in any other time, you know, hearing that the president of the United States paid off multiple women who he was having an affair with illegally used like funds for his campaign and did it all behind the scenes and threw a fucking mag, you know, it would be like, 
people would not there would be people couldn't go to work the next day they were like this is something's fucking broken in the world we have to fix it now we're like that was you know tuesday morning it wasn't even like that was tuesday now we're like that was tuesday between 8 and 9:30 and then some other stuff happened and now we just it's some other more crazy thing occurred so it doesn't even matter you know, so now it's like Jack's thing. I mean, by the way, not like Jack's thing is that huge of a scandal. It's like Jack Dorsey once again is doing something fucking stupid that seems like uh, not aware of humans. Like I'd say Jack's – here's Jack's number one crime is that he doesn't seem to have ever met a person. <laughs> he doesn't know what people are like. He's like um, – I mean, I guess in that way he has a lot in common with Mark Zuckerberg. Jack Dorsey's thing is like, I understand that there is such a thing as genocide and that it is happening here, but it just doesn't, you know, have the same impact on me as it might on other people. But it is an interesting thing that the people who make these social networks and like at the core of the drive to create that when it wasn't even like a concept or it was a really vague concept was, you know, Zuck made a like hot or not app because he didn't know how to talk to girls. And like the Jack thing, like, of course he's socially awkward. He made a website where you could talk to people in 140 characters about right. what you were he's doing like, without having to actually like, tell anybody. You're just telling a like, box. What, he's like, what would be ideal is I could say as little as possible on this. To no one in is particular and they might hear it. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's what would be ideal. And I'd if like they like it, they give me a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when you put it that way, that's really brilliant. No, it is like it is like uh, uh yeah. Does he really want to bring the world together here, or is there something else happening? Because it is uh the worst, most insane way to communicate that I've ever heard of. When you really think about it, why no, is but, it but so like, popular? No, it's like it, no, but it's well, of course. Why is it popular? Because everybody's socially awkward. Okay, True. let's be honest. Everybody's got social awkwardness. Okay, and some people drink and rape through it. That's most regular people you know they're guys you know look the rapers out there you know they're drinking they're raping they don't know what to do they're socially awkward you know they can't help themselves no but you know what i'm saying like there is like it's like if people learn how to be better people if they learn how to like communicate with human beings if they understood like signals and things like but like people don't and so they end up creating twitter i'm not saying that jack is a rapist i'm saying that he, saying that instead of raping he made twitter uh-huh. and um this is the first bad thing you've done of the year <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the new year it hasn't even started yet. You'll let, we'll edit this. Let me put a bunch of, just put a bunch of bleeps over what I'm saying, and like people will just be like, "What did he say?" That's interesting. Um, but like, no, but you know, like everybody's awkward. Some people are like, "I just want to go to a party and read a book." It's like, don't come to the party. Um, but you want to be at the party, but you don't want to talk to people because talking to people sucks. And most people who you talk to suck to talk to, which is why Twitter is also a weird thing because like, you're just exposed to all the conversation. I like being at parties and talking to people. And you know what I never have time to do when I'm enjoying being at a party and talking to people is like fucking tweet. I don't have time to post polls and, and get up down with the memes or whatever when I'm at a party doing <sighs> Well, you're a very different kind of person, okay? But like Insta Stories is a social network for like, look what I'm doing. Twitter is truly a social network for like, I'm alone and have things to say that nobody wants yeah. to hear. Instagram, Instagram is definitely like, I. how much can I show off? It's like, how much can I, even when you're doing things that seem genuine, you're still in a little way showing off, right? Totally. Even, even in the most genuine moment, you're still kind of like, oh, this is going to be a cool looking picture, you know? I mean, um, it is, they have tools built in to make it cooler looking. That's exactly right. That they needed to make it cooler because let's be honest, you're, you're a bad photographer. Not you. One is a bad photographer. Most people are. If you're not a bad photographer, you're probably a raper. Okay. Anyhow, um, getting back to my point, 
My point is Harry Richardson would be the confirmation to that. Theory. Oh wow, wow, <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> hot too hot um, for the holidays. This is such a hot, such a fiery hot take situation that we're in. Anyhow, it is fucking insane. It's like the the the, the idea that like I love this idea. I fucking love it. Then now it's like Mark Zuckerberg is like we created Facebook to bring the world closer together, and it's like, dude, no, you didn't. You created Facebook to um, judge people. Okay, and everybody loves hot or not, and a more advanced version of hot or not is really good, especially when you can be like, "Oh, dude, they're in my fucking dorm." But um, and then and then over time, someone with money told you that if you said things like "We created it to connect the world," you could get a lot more money because a lot, most advertisers don't want to be on hot or not, but they definitely want to be on like this altruistic fucking service that's connecting the world. And so bringing so together, yeah. So Jack and Mark and and uh, and uh, uh, Tim from MySpace. What was his name? Tom from MySpace. Hey, he was one of your best friends at one point. You remember? Sure. He, was, he was in my eight. He was in my eight. Um, you know, they, actually, Tom from MySpace was pre the period where he had to say dumb shit about what MySpace was. MySpace was obviously what it was, which was a garbage fire. <laughs> You know, a barely, a barely, a barely connected garbage fire. But um, a lot of remember friends, a lot of blingy gifts. Remember Friendster? Boy, that was good. I wasn't on Friendster. Oh yeah, before your time, Friendster. That was Friendster. Really was. Um, I mean, it was Facebook before Facebook. It's pretty incredible, actually. It's just being forgotten in the sands of time. I wonder what it looks like. Like I can't remember what the last version of Friendster that I saw. Anyhow, but I digress. Um, the point is the idea that these. It's it, honestly, it is like. It's like the if the National Enquirer, like somebody like if the National Enquirer were the National Enquirer, and then like you know, and their job was to like to to tell a actually let's go let's do worse let's do like the uh, Weekly World News, which is like the National Enquirer actually tries to trying to it's like they actually do get some stories right sometimes like they definitely have like a kind of it's a pro they will sort of pre everything and sometimes it's like a for everything you'll hit one yeah it's like a proto TMZ like TMZ is actually very accurate. You know, they're horrible, but they're accurate. Um, but but the Willy Weekly World News would do like the bat boy story, you know, be like boy born, half bat, half boy or whatever, you know. Um, when I was like seven or eight, I was like, there's a bat boy. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, Weekly World News is the proto Infowars. But anyhow, uh, but I digress. But um, the the point is, it would be like if Weekly World News, like somebody came along, a VC came along, it was like, listen, what you're doing is salacious and it gets a lot of, of people reading. But. Uh, Procter and Gamble will be willing to give you a lot of money if you could kind of change the positioning of the Weekly World News. And then the Weekly World News is like, is Hillary Clinton hiding the bad boy? <laughs> not even, no, they didn't even change their story. They were just like, they just made the front page seem more complicated. And they're like, we want to be the paper of record for the important stories in an ever changing world. And people were like, yes, that's what the Weekly World News is. It is the paper of record. For the most important stories in an ever-changing world. Thank God. That's fucking Facebook. Facebook's like, would you fuck this person? And now they're like, we want to be. Democracy dies in darkness. The central. Yeah, yeah, democracy dies without Facebook. We want to be the central place where all human beings connect, learn, and explore together. It's like, really, Mark? Is that what you wanted? Is that what you think you're doing? <laughs> it's like, you're making money off of people and their fucking time and information. Just own it, dude. Be the weekly world news that you know you can be. Yeah. Be, you know what? We're asking for PewDiePie to get a PR marketing firm and for Facebook to lose theirs. 
Yeah, PewDiePie could be like, I mean, dude, overnight, if he had the right people, he could really step it up. Oh, totally. He wouldn't have to do any N-words or anything anymore. <laughs> he could just, have to do one. <laughs> he could be like, he could be, if he wanted to be, he could be like a huge, like some kind of, I don't know. I don't know. Where do you go? I don't know how much, how much is he making? A hundred million dollars a year? Fifty million dollars a year? Ten million dollars? He had a big deal with Disney that ended up getting pulled. because. Yeah, but I don't think he needs that. Hold on. PewDiePie. Here we go. PewDiePie. I can't believe we're talking about this fucking idiot again. PewDiePie net worth. Here we go. Net worth twenty million, but that's net. I mean, how much of that is liquid? We don't know. Here's another one. Influencer marketing hub says he's thirty to fifty million. Mm. Here it is. Here's all his cars and his. You know, I'm sorry. We live in a. It's a bad. The reason why Trump is president is because people care about PewDiePie. There's a, definitely a connection between those things. Oh, I 100% agree. PewDiePie is the Donald Trump of YouTube. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what that means, but it sounds right to me. <laughs> awkwardness and money. Um, I was at a holiday party last night and met one of the like am- an Amazon employee who works in Seattle and might be moving to New York. He doesn't really know. And I was asking him all about like the situation with the unionizing and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he works there. So his opinions weren't like spectacular. But I said, did you guys watch those South Park episodes? And he that was the topic that like hurt his feelings. <laughs> and he was like. He like the vibe that I got is they are not taking it in stride. They are like Jeff Bezos and everybody who works for him are there. Matt and Trey really got him. You know how I feel about Jeff Bezos. Does he have a fan club? What would his fan club be definitely called? A daddy. He's definitely a fire daddy. I don't know. What would his fan club be called? The Bezos. Hmm. The Bozos. <laughs> All I can say is this. I mean, I, I believe that Amazon probably has, there's a lot of ways that they can improve what, how they treat their employees. No question. No question. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. Okay. I also believe that Amazon is an incredible business and, 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 and you can argue with its, you can argue with whether it should exist or not or whatever, but like, Natural. you cannot argue Great. with the fact Natural. that it, it, it touched, it, it hit something that people needed and wanted. And that they utilize every day and that is a part of their life. And that has not really, for most users of Amazon, has only provided them with positives. Okay? So you can't deny that. Unless you're a homeless person. In San Francisco. It's a different story. <laughs> different story. Different story. But I'm not talking about that. We're talking about Amazon's business and Jeff Bezos and his status. Here's what I'll say. I've met Jeff Bezos. I've talked to him a couple of times. And uh, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you because this is what happens if you're a technology journalist. And he is a fucking genius. He's a super smart guy. He's like a Steve Jobs level. I mean, people talk about geniuses. Like like they talk about people like Zuckerberg or Dorsey or whoever the CEOs are of the day. Travis from Uber, whatever. I'm telling you. I've talked to a bunch of these fucking people and I have not talked to one of them that seemed as fucking smart as like uh, frighteningly smart as Jeff Bezos. I'll just say that. That's all I, I have to I say. I will also say this. The interesting thing with Jeff Bezos and Steve Jobs and like Bill Gates and like only a couple of – a handful of those like the visionaries of our time type people is that Jeff Bezos knew his vision when he started. He didn't stumble into this by making a hot or not website and someone was like, you know what you could do with that? He – started selling books yeah. because they were the yeah. easiest thing. No, Reed Hastings is another guy like this. And and I hate to say it, but they have a lot in common and they've both had unbelievable success. I mean, 
And it's a similar kind of story because he was like, these, this is like, there's infinite creativity here and someone has to make this usable. And like, that's what he did. And he just did that his whole life. Jeff Bezos was like, there are books you can't get at bookstores. There's too many to stock. You should just be able to say, I want this and whatever. And he was like, that should be for everything, but I'll start with books. And that's what he did. Anyhow, the point is, um, the point is, I'm not trying to defend his business practices at all. I can only say that um, you wanted to see the American dream, and this is what it looks like, okay? This is it. This guy started from, not from nothing, but he, God, I just looked at the front page of the New York Times. There's a fucking, there's an article about the rewind YouTube controversy. <laughs> Top of the floor. I'm sorry. New York Times, I'll just be honest with you. Just please, just. Do something else. Who is Please, the you, headlines at the New York Times? I have there's so many more. There's so many. There's so many more important stories than this. Who is the headlines though? I the, they published that Eliza Dushku story about how she had a settlement from CBS for sex- the Dushku story is wild. But they didn't. They couldn't even put her name like in the headline or even like the 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 subhead. It was like I was like, who is doing this? I mean, somebody who writes their headline. They have an they have an editor. They have an editor that decides. Horrible headline editor. I mean, there's a lot of problems. I mean, they did this thing. Did you see this thing they did with Girl Boss? Where it was like, and and you know, whatever, credit to Girl Boss, they get some coverage. But it's like they're like um the great looks from um like the great looks from the Girl Boss conference. And it's like, wow. <laughs> it's like it's a conference about like female business leaders. And they're like, look at their great fashions. <laughs> It's like kind of weirdly tone deaf. Like, or you quiz. <laughs> like, I just feel like I just feel like uh, there's like a version of this that could work, but it's not this. Yeah, it's like written by a dude. Look how hot these girl bosses are. It's like it's like, and then the questions are like, really? They're like, tell me about your shoes. People are like, oh, these are shoes I like, because that's <laughs> that's the- what happens when you get dressed for something. Um, you tend to wear shoes that you like. Anyhow. Uh, sorry. What was I talking about? I got totally distracted. I was ranting and raving, and now what? Um, I mean, we were talking about Amazon. Oh, right, Amazon. Right. Okay. So, anyhow, um, yeah, they're going to unionize. I mean, you know, whatever. If they do, great. Amazon's the kind of business that should be unionized, in my opinion. Like, absolutely. Like, they you have a huge workforce. You've got people. Undoubtedly, you've got people who are doing the exact same jobs and have all sorts of disparities between places and positions and whatever. It's like that's a place that. And by the way, Amazon can absolutely. Handle uh, it. Yeah. Handle they a don't union. Pay taxes. Like, I think there are fun. there are there are lots of big companies that are very successful that have unionized a unionized workforce and everybody fucking survives. And Amazon is making enough money that they can survive. You know? Yeah. That's my Jeff idea. Bezos will simply make a hundred million dollars every two minutes. Yeah, I mean, whatever. He's fine. He'll be fine. Um you know. Did you hear about all the asbestos and Johnson and Johnson powder? Well, you know, my policy is I won't use the powder unless it has asbestos in it. That's, <laughs> That's how you know it works. I like to I like to return to a better time in America, like the 1950s, when asbestos was in all of the major powder products. And smoking was good for you. <laughs> yeah. Smoking was actually the only way you could, could fix your look, cough. <laughs> Just have a menthol. Have a menthol. Uh, have you tried a cigarette? <laughs> That's all there were. That's all we're looking for. Um, uh, yeah, no, but tell me about, uh, tell me about, just speak to me a little bit about this story. Oh, okay. So 
apparently for decades, the Johnson and Johnson people knew that their baby powder contained a lot of asbestos and that the mines where they would like get it were contaminated and they kept shipping it anyway. And they just like did what the cigarette companies did, which was like bury it or obfuscate the information. And this was for decades. And then eventually like tons of people got cancer and they're trying to like, I guess, bring them to court or whatever. But the interesting thing is that the FDA continues to not really have a ton of control over a lot of baby products and a lot of cosmetics and stuff. Like there's not really a, any oversight for a lot of these products. And like talc is a, is a tough ingredient to begin with. So like, cause there's conflicting information about it as a carcinogen. And yeah. it's just a huge controversy because like, it, this is a perfect example of like why there should be really stringent methods for things that we use on babies. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really good idea that we are very strict about the, the things that we put on or in babies. But as I, I, I don't see the government getting the current government being too excited about regulation. So. Oh, they don't give a fuck. No, I mean, I mean, the president believes that the president believes that, um, you know, individual regulation regulation harms uh uh innovation and we just need to we're slowing down we're getting beat by china um <laughs> because has embraced china i mean he can't say china there's something wrong with this with this did you sorry did you see i'm sorry totally related but unrelated the tweet about how he's a uh uh speed freak and crushes up adderall oh, yeah. And it. oh yeah he loves adderall <laughs> He's like, hey, listen, Pac Man. I get it, man. I I get it. You know, I can't blame you. It's like it definitely is like I, I would. I, you know, I, I guess it makes sense because Adderall's like you can get a prescription for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very readily available, and everybody's like, oh, he's like doing coke or something. You remember in every debate he was like sniffing uncontrollably. <laughs> he's like Hillary. It'd just be like that. Just be like Hillary. Like no puppet, no puppet. Anyhow, God, remember those debates where Hillary said everything that was 100% fucking true and people were like, oh, she sounds shrill. She Remember that? Reminds me of my ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, remember when people were like, I don't, she seems like a school marm. I'm not voting for a school marm. <laughs> I fuck, what the fuck is wrong with this country? I mean, literally, she was like, she was like every intelligence agency. She's like, maybe he's, he, maybe he's being fed information by the Russians. We don't know. And it's like, people are like, Ugh, just like Hillary. Insanity. What is, she's hysterical. <laughs> get her into the get her to the gynecologist or whatever you know and it's like god fucking what's wrong with the world okay what were we talking about um he, he puts bottle oh yeah he's a speed freak sorry that's a totally i mean i was just gonna say like it makes sense he wouldn't be a coke head because coke's illegal basically but also psa snorting adderall doesn't make any difference if it's instant release adderall like it there's no there's no reason to snort it unless you just want to like look like Artie lang no 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 no, no, no that's not true no, it's not true. It works faster. It works faster than if you eat it. It's sublingually or pop one up your ass. But like it's there's I take Adderall regularly. It's not there's not a huge. I know. Believe me. Yeah. In the performance. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. No, of course. I mean, it's just, but you maybe you need look at when you've maybe you just need a quick bump. You know, you're about to do a press conference. <laughs> you're about to you need it, you're about you need it in your you need it in your bloodstream like you need it directly into like your brain related bloodstream as quickly as possible. Listen, if I had to deal with Eric day in and day out as a teenager, I'd be doing tons of bumps. Yeah. It's insane. Anyhow, oh wait, but this is so off topic. We were talking about what were we talking about? What were we talking about? We can't about remember. Estes in baby products. Oh yeah, right. Don't do it. Keep it out of the baby products. Um, let's talk. All about right, the fake Russian robot. Did you see this? Okay, no, I didn't, but tell me about it. This I missed the story completely. Oh my god, this is so good. I was doing a wedding this weekend, so did it happen over the weekend? I'm it looking right now. Week, but there was a lot happening this week. 
Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Russian state TV reported that a man in a robot costume was a really advanced robot. And even the viewers who, like, you're watching Russian state TV, you can't, like, you're you're pretty deep in at that point. Um, they were like, we can see the man. <laughs> Did you see the I, I just feel like, man, like, these people control the country now. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at it. They literally like the guy like tilted his head. You could just see like, his neck and a close cropped haircut under there. And it's like, just couldn't you paint his neck black or give him like a hood or something? I mean, it'd just be like, oh, you can see the cowl if, or you can see his neck if he turns, you know, to, a little bit to the left. Just get him a cowl or something. You Remember know, when fake tech demos, quote unquote, were like CGI cutscenes from Final Fantasy or like the, you know, the GPU would be external because they hadn't really developed the gaming console or whatever. Like those were fake tech demos in Russia. Yeah. Literally just a man dressed as megazord i love this i like that and i love the um like hitting store shelves in 2020 (laughs) the thing that's so great is like i look at the video results for this and it's like dancing robot was a fake question mark abc 10 news asked it's like um no you don't need to there's no question mark you can see the guy's neck i mean it's not there's not a oh actually underneath the robot is a humanoid that was created uh in a lab there was a, it's a replicant, but we didn't want to. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, actually, what has happened is Russia's created a replicant. It's like a completely uh, authentic seeming human that has been uh, a lab created. And by custom, uh, they dressed him as a cartoon. But they couldn't, but people couldn't handle it. People couldn't handle that. So they put him in, they also put him in a kind of like low tech robot costume so they could ease people into the idea. <laughs> Just like, it, it, it might be a hoax. Yeah, it's a hoax. There's a piece of pink flesh. We reached out to the Russian state TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're awaiting. We'll update. Article will be updated when we hear back. It's like, um, no, his pink Russian neck is sticking out underneath there. Okay, his fleshy human neck. It's not, he's not a real robot. <laughs> Oh my god in heaven. Um anyhow, all right, what else? What else we got going on here this week? Let's just bear just barrel through some things. Oh, we talked about Eliza Dushku. Should we should we do we want to talk about this at all? I mean, it's super disgusting and horrible. And like CBS seems to just have a completely rotten corporate culture, like real bad. CBS is fucking insane. I wasn't there an article about Les Moonves. He had like a person on call who would give him blowjobs. It was like a some kind of situation where he could like push a button. What are they? What? These guys love buttons. They love uh, like a sex button. No, I meant a bit of button. I didn't read the. Oh. I, I couldn't read though. I couldn't read. I have a lot. I don't have that much time. I mean, you know, it's like you don't have so many time. I don't have so much time in a week to read a story. Story, but there's so many sex harassers out there and sex cr- sex criminals. You know how many? <laughs> I can only keep track of so many. But um, but um, but apparently, yeah. I mean, he had like all kinds of fucked up shit going on. Everybody knew about it. I love this is the thing about like the Weinstein thing. It's like. Weinstein, rather, excuse me. Um, it's the thing that's really fucking crazy to me is not that it was Weinstein was just a total weirdo predator, but like he is like people were like, all right, well, Harvey, she'll be there at eleven thirty. Yeah, everyone and, knew. Uh, we've asked her to uh, wear something uh, that would be easy to rip off if necessary. So just, just you know, do your thing, Harvey, and uh, we'll send the car around at uh, one in the morning. To- it's like what the it's like, it's like who does that I'm calling from mr weinstein yes he'd love to meet you do you is there a location near you with a door with steel bolts do you know anywhere with- Have you, you've listened to the tape of weinstein right yeah Oof. 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 the worst part about that tape is he's like they know me at this hotel like that's the worst problem oh. that he's having he's like i'm trying to rape you and please don't embarrass me in front of the bellhop 
Yeah. It's like, what the I fuck? I don't have to tip double so he'll look the other way. Yeah, yeah. He's like, they know you're embarrassing me. He literally says that. He's like, you're embarrassing me. They know me at this hotel. Oh. It's like, yeah, they know you as the guy who rapes people at the hotel. And why aren't they calling the fucking police? Well, indict all of them. Um, I've got rape. On, I've got rape on the on the brain. Too, yeah, obviously, pretty much. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of rape going on out there. It's very bad. True. Um, people are fucking horrible. People are real bad. Yeah. Um, let's talk about. Did you see this Taylor Swift facial recognition story that people? Got yeah, you know. Listen, I mean, I don't know if I should be upset or happy. You know, because on the one hand, it's like you don't want to have facial recognition shot on you, but on the other hand, who cares? Taylor Swift shouldn't have to deal with a stalker, and if there's in the crowd and they're threatening her, and it's we got a technology to protect her, then why not? Yeah, they were scanning the crowds at her shows to find her stalkers. I honestly don't. If you're in public, anyone can take a picture of you or concert footage or whatever, and then facial. Uh, it doesn't feel yeah. It doesn't feel like a big deal. I mean, yes, facial recognition exists. This. it's gonna be it's gonna be increasingly used i mean i i don't know what to say like it's on your just phone get used to it i mean literally your phone unlocks with facial recognition and like yes it will be weird one day when your facebook portal whatever bullshit is constantly scanning to know where you are in the room so it can serve you at dude 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 no one is using the facebook portal the facebook I portal is one dead day. DOA. Oh, I mean, it's the worst product I've. It's the dead worst. on arrival. Oh, you're telling me the people who've who've most abused my privacy, and who are least trustworthy, want to have a camera that literally follows me around my house. You want to take own? an iPad that 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 chooses to watch me at all moments in my own. First home. off, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I understand people are out there doing FaceTime and shit, but like, I'm I don't think video calls are so important that you need a dedicated piece of hardware in your house. You know what I never I mean, want to do. That's why FaceTime exists. Phone, let alone be seen. Oh, it's the worst. I mean, when people are like, let's do a video call, I'm like, why? Why? Why would you what want to do that? that? What is, what is, I'm sorry. Is this sorry? I, I just want to be clear. I don't know. I'm I, maybe I've lost the plot. I just I want to say I'm because kind of like a, I want to step outside of ourselves for a moment. Is this just me negatively ranting? Have I just been negatively ranting for 45 minutes straight? <laughs> maybe, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not actually mad. I think there's a lot of great stuff happening in the world, but you chose a bunch of topics that get me real riled up, Ryan. And I just want to say <laughs> We we have a nice thing section of the podcast where we- I know we're gonna get to it. Save your hate mail for Ryan. <laughs> okay, he's he's the real predator here. I have been told in <laughs> review that I'm that I'm whiny, and to that I say that's yes, that's I uh, am. Yes, that's, uh, I am. I mean, whiny is a weird way to describe it. I'd say you're more like um, shrill, shrill. Yeah, <laughs> you remind me of a school marm, kind of like a Hillary. It's a Hillary type, a real ex- um, vibe. Yeah. <laughs> You're a real know-it-all. Uh, I don't like know-it-alls, even if they actually know it all. That's the thing about people who didn't like people hated Hillary. It's like she knows God, when people are like that bitch. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name names, but I talked to somebody recently who's close to me. Oh no, a family member. Oh god. And they were like, I, I didn't. I just didn't like her. I didn't. That's why I didn't vote. I was like, <laughs> ooh. Just like, but just like vote that, just like vote for the person you like that you hate the least. Just do that then. Just because one of them's going to win. So you just have to go like, oh, you like, it's not a protest. You can't protest. That's you can't like do saying, a protest vote. That is like saying, uh, I didn't really, I wasn't craving anything and I didn't see anything on sale at shop with us. So I, or stop and shop or food town. And so my family's not eating tonight. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Just get in a way, Jeez, you psych. In a way, in a way, I understand, and this may be a threat to my marriage right now. But um, sometimes when Laura and I are trying to like choose a place to eat, if she doesn't like find anything that she that is like uh, acceptable to her, she'll just be like, "I'm I'm fine. I don't need to eat." 
And then, you know, that's insane because that is insane. That's not an acceptable choice. Like <laughs> basically, like when you can't find anything to eat, you just go like, well, I'll eat the thing that's like least annoying to me. I guess or like the healthiest option since I'm not crazy or whatever. Yeah. Or like just, but you're not like, you're not like, I will, I will just ignore the fact that I'm hungry <laughs> and wait to get the thing that I am waiting, you know, that I really want, wait, which is like, has definitely been, I mean, honestly, and, and I hope Laura doesn't listen to this podcast. It has been the cause of many arguments <laughs> in our relationship where I'm like, I'm like that, like I could eat literally anything like, yes, like if it's like short of actual garbage. You know, like if I had to eat something, I would eat it. A lot of our arguments are based on that John wants to eat the same two things, and I can't. At a certain point, I'm just like anything else. It like it could be anything. Let's get Ethiopian food. Uh, like mm. let's go get uh, Ethiopian's delicious. Yes. Yeah. Let's go. There's a vegetarian place. Let's. Mm. There's, we live in New York City. We can eat anything. You're making me very hungry right now. I got to tell you. No, that's. I think I'm the. Uh, I'm the John then because I'll like. Oh yeah. I'm like I don't have. I'm not picky at all. I don't care. It's food. Who cares? It's food. What does it even matter? A lot. This is how people end up being soylent people. Like the people who started. Oh, I could be a soylent person. I definitely could. I just, I think like my problem is, um, I don't know. I had, I actually got, okay, I'll tell you. I got soylent when they were having the coffee debacle. I've bought a bunch of soylent before. I've done it. I, I got the soylent. Remember when they had, they started to introduce coffee soylent. I'm like, yeah, that sounds dope. Like a coffee shake or whatever. That sounds really good to me. Yeah. But it was at the moment when they were having some kind of like quality control issue where people are getting explosive diarrhea from drinking their uh, product. I'm not saying I had explosive diarrhea, but I'm not saying I didn't have explosive diarrhea. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> I don't really remember. But what I do remember is I, I think what happened is I, it, it badly upset my stomach, not like to a place where I was like, you know, like uh, in, in, a, in a state. But I was like, no, I'm not drinking that again. But I think they actually were having – it was at a moment where they were fucking up. Uh, Soylent has been great for me, but it's a morning thing. I, there has to, there, I cannot go to bed. So it's a day. fucking, it's a fucking uh, nutri. Yeah. What is it called? Nutri. Nut, nut, mm, well, what is it called? It's like, like they used to market them to like moms in the eighties. It was like, yeah. it was like nutri slim, slim fast, slim fast. It was very chunky. It's the best. It's like a meal and a drink. It's like, yeah, it's a milkshake. Yeah, we had a lot of slim fast in my house growing up, and snack mm. cookies. It's so. Oh. Slim Fast is such a thing. It's such a from a moment in time. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. It's anyhow. We were trying to explain to my brother how in the nineties children only ate food that was like neon and glow in the dark and sparkled and was like truly inedible carcinogens, but it was like colorful. Yeah, and glow in the dark pop tarts and like mm. gummy worms that you'd bake your yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yas. Sorry. Anyway, we're sorry. I just fl- I just flipped back to the tab I had understanding Joshua and boy, these pictures are disturbing. They really get you. Well, let's, really let's, you. let's clear your ears with a little nice stuff. Should we do it? Are we there already? Nice things. Oh wow, we've really been going for a long time. We have. We there had a go. lot to complain about. Wait a second. No, I'm. I wasn't. Look, this isn't complaints. It's perspective is what I'm offering to the listener. Okay, I'm giving them a little taste of uh, the My other side. Is having a viewpoint to me. Uh, you know, uh, I'm like Jordan Peterson. Okay, uh, <laughs> use your mind. Okay, think about it. You know, stop being. Stop letting the uh, liberals uh, tell you how to think. <laughs> I had an experience. I don't want to name names. Can I just tell you one quick thing? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but how do I say this? How do I tell this story with? How do I tell this story without like naming names? 
We could oh, fuck it. You want me to bleed? I went to. I, I listen. I needed the haircut really badly. I don't know if anybody's seen my hair lately, but it was got really long. I went back to a barber that I used to see. I've see, I saw him for many years, many years. He's in Williamsburg. I'm, that's as far as, as much as I'm going to say about it. But anyhow, I went back to him. Uh, I haven't seen him in probably 18 months. Okay. I mean, you had he got, your haircut in that time. Yeah, I had my haircut, but from somebody by somebody else. Yeah. Because he became this person became geographically undesirable, and now we have a temporary. We're actually moving offices, but we're in a temporary space in Williamsburg until the end of the year. Anyhow, my barber got red pilled, basically. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, and uh, he's a great barber, but you know, like like <laughs> it was like some Jordan Peterson stuff. No. Like while I was while I was getting my haircut, and he's like waving around a straight razor, and like and he's a really charming. He's like a really, I was a really interesting, charming guy that I like a lot, like as just as a person. Oh no! Um, oh no! But I was like, yo, this sucks. I was like, I was, I was like, I wanted like forty five minutes of just like chill, you know, like a, a modern barber experience if done right is pretty great. It's like, you know, you get like a, you know, you they'll do the hot towel and you get the. I mean, I get my beard trimmed, and they'll do like a straight razor on the neck, and I like the places that'll give you a beer, and they put on music videos. Yes, yes, this is a beer was offered. I didn't take one, but anyhow, it was that kind of joint. That, and I really like him, but I was like, I want to disagree. I wanted to argue, but it was like I don't want to argue. I just want to, I just want to have a chill haircut. And then it was like, look, I don't know what to say. I mean, you're, I was, like, I wanted to be like, your facts are wrong, you know. But is this the time to resist? <laughs> is this the time? Is this the place? No, it's just the person. No, it just it just sucked. Anyhow, that's it. Um, that's all I wanted to say. I go to Russian Jews on the Upper West Side, and they only. I need. I need. A, I need to go back. Listen, I think I, I just have. Every holiday is coming up next for a solid forty minutes, and I love it. They just. So that's good. Thinking about that's, holidays every time. That's good wholesome shit right like, there. Oh, Hanukkah's coming up. Oh, what a. Uh, I don't want to do it. It's a disaster. I'm like, I know, I know, and I have the best time. <laughs> we had a. We had a. We had a great Hanukkah. A blowout. Zelda had a fantastic Hanukkah. Oh, really? I'll say this. If anything, Hanukkah goes on too long. Yeah, there's a lot. Too my, much. My, it's my too much. Seven, I'm like, all right, with the sock. Like, <sighs> the Christians got it right. Just yeah. slam it all into one big fucking terrifying oh, day. No, Just, they do a month. If Starbucks isn't no, no. Christmas for a month, they're a little no, but the month is the month is the trailer. Okay. And then the move, and then the film drops, and everybody goes to see it opening night, and then it closes down we the next day. I don't it anymore. Yeah, you just you just get it one and done. Like Avatar, we all saw it one day, and then we never <laughs> spoke about it again. Eight eight nights is like by the by night seven. You're like, here's a you're like, listen, we're at this point we're on Ant Man and the Wasp, and I'm not following the plot anymore. <laughs> like, like, here's a here's a package of paper clips. They're they're pretty good for Holly Paper together. I gotta be honest. She's like, what's what's paper? Although I will no. say, John, John did get me socks for one of my presents this year, and they were good socks. Bomb. No, socks are a fucking great present. I'm sorry. As you Shout get out. older, it turns out Shout you out need Bomba socks. Socks can change your whole day. Who? Wait, who saw? Who are they? Bombas. I've been thinking about getting some of those. They're so good. I wore them last yeah. night. It was like it was like a different life. This is not brought to you by Bombas. No. Bomba. Although, if they wanted to, if they want to sponsor us, Ryan will happily talk about your socks. But that wasn't my nice thing. Let's talk about nice things. Okay, let's talk about nice things. Let's do it. I'll go. First. You ready? Because I would... of course you will. Yes, of course. Because I, got... I have to prepare. I have to prepare mentally. I've got a two parter. Number one is a podcast that I was brought to by the 
exactly right a network i think it's called but it's but it's, it's the two women who do my favorite murder started a podcast network and they absorbed this podcast and i blew through the back catalog it's called this podcast will kill you and it is an hour-long deep dive on the history discovery um biology and like current world threat of different diseases oh so, no like, there's an episode about hiv an episode about ebola an episode about like about uh consumption or MRSA. Oh no! It is this is like so funny and awesome. I have learned so much, and they're the hosts are amazing. I I'm delighted by every horrible thing they tell me. About. This is like this is like for the hypochondriac. It's like walking through the walking over hot coals. Oh, it's so good. It's like going, you gotta go through the flames. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. the podcast. I love it, and they no. tell me things that are so horrifying. I could not even imagine. Smallpox is the worst death anyone could die. It's so bad. What's it called? Uh, this podcast will kill you. Wow, it's a good name. It's so good. Um, so that's my number one, and my number two is I got um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which I mentioned last week had absorbed my brain. I have beaten every aspect of it at this point because I can't. Oh my god! And I bought a GameCube controller. Um, and I bought one. It's it's officially licensed by Nintendo, but it is built um and assembled by a company called Power A, which I th- believe is a Chinese company. Wait a second, but Nintendo's selling the GameCube controller for super smash brothers ultimate like yes. but it still needs an adapter it, it is a oh, full well, I had a, controller it's, it's I had a total a, reprint of the old one yeah i had a big debate with uh, our designer jack about this and it, i was like no it like would obviously connect directly to the switch oh it has an adapter yeah it has an adapter but it's a, the adapter is like up to four controllers which kind of yeah. makes sense but i got a wireless version of that from power a that i love and it and they, they made some modifications wow. to the original design it has an extra button and the d-pad is larger and it's beautifully constructed i really 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 like it i would i'm gonna try again to not an endorsement not a sponsor i'm looking right now i'm gonna try to use it on my ps4 on everything i love the gamecube controller layout it feels so good to be back on that controller. i'm looking at it right now it looks great you're saying this is licensed in some way yeah it's officially licensed oh it has the logo yeah it's really, really nice. The only downside is, and it has motion controls and everything. The only downside is it doesn't have rumble. That's my one complaint. With oh, that's terrible. I know. Um, but but I find the rumble distracting. I bought a Super Smash Brothers, by the way. Oh, good. Have we talked about this? I've been I've been playing it. Do you have I a now on... controller like a Nintendo Pro controller? No. That is by far other than this GameCube controller because I love the layout of the GameCube controller. The Switch Pro controller might be the best controller ever released. Period. End of story. It's what? Really nice. It gets like 35 hours of battery. It charges over. Well, that's that's important. I mean, my PlayStation 4 controller is like always dead. It's always dead. I always have to it's, plug it in. It's so annoying. I'm looking at the Pro right now. I haven't really eyeballed it at all. Nice. It's. Really, it looks like an Xbox controller. It, 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 I, it feels, Josh, I'm going to bring it to the office. It feels so good in the hand. It's the right, like, it's just, it's so quality. Oh, it's expensive. And you know, I bought, the, I bought the Xbox, um like the Pro controller. The Xbox one has like one that's like oh, yeah. the Elite it's super fucking nice. It's like really nice. A nice controller changes the game you're playing. Well, it certainly is like it just feels really heavily weighted and stuff. Like it feels like there's metal in it. It's really nice. And Does I, this feel like it's got metal in it? Yes. Yes. I'm going to bring it to you. It feels Please bring it. I wonder if they did what I wonder if they did what what um Microsoft did. Yeah, they, Wow, this is cool. I never noticed the the translucency on this. Mhm. Or whatever that is, that design, it's cool. Nice. And it feels high quality in a way that, like, you know, no Wii controller ever felt. And the Wii. All right. So I'm sold. Um, but 
uh, I also got a little USB stick from 8-Bit Do, which was $20, I think, off of Amazon, delivered in a day. Thanks, thanks, Daddy Bezos. And it adapts so that you can use your Xbox and PS4 controllers on your Switch. So now I don't oh. buy more controllers. I could just have people over to play Smash, and all of our controllers will automatically sync up. And if you have a PS4 controller, it it, it still maintains the motion controls. So... You're good to go with Splatoon. It, I love it. Dollars, big recommend on that. Um, those are my nice things this week. I love. Wow, it. very, uh, very good. Very gaming related. Yeah. Um. All right. So my favorite things are as usual uh, related to purchases I've made. Uh, which, as you know, is I have an uncontrollable. It's flex. Per- <laughs> what? That's a that's a capitalist flex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just have a. I'm just a very bad with money, and I shouldn't be allowed to order anything. Um, so I don't know if you do you know the Super NT? It's like a, a Super Nintendo. Oh, like, cool. it's made by this company called Analog. It's like a clone. Um, it's a clone with a ton of upgrades. Yes, and they, you know, it's like HDMI, and it's like got all these like chips that are really great for like video quality. And anyhow, but um, uh, they made a version with Ghostly, the record label. That's like a limited edition, all white. It comes with like oh, the console, looking at this. Um, a, a wireless controller, and like it comes with like a super super Turrican, um, weirdly like reboot or something, or like uh, some kind of like a platinum edition. Anyhow, I was like, I didn't want to, I wasn't going to buy it. I don't need it. It's fucking awesome and beautiful, but I was like, I don't need this. And, um, and I, uh, I looked at the listing. It was like, you know, buy now. And I didn't do it. And I had it up on my phone. And then like later in the day, I like went to the, it was on ghostly, the ghostly website. I went and I was, it was like sold out. I was like, fuck, I should have bought it. You know that feeling you're like, you think you want to buy something, but you kind of feel like you'll have all the time in the world to buy it. And then you don't, and then it's gone and you can't get it. I've done this many times in my life. Like I like found something. I'm like, I should buy that. And then I just don't. And then it's gone forever. Experience. Yeah. And, um, and then, and then, but then I w- went and looked on analog site and they had them still available and I was like, okay, fuck it. And I just bought it like in an instant. So it's been delivered. I haven't opened it yet. I was con- contemplating wrapping it up for myself and putting it under the tree. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's like a gift is very much like a gift to myself. Um, but, uh, anyhow, so, so I'm excited about that. I'm not even that big of an, a, a super Nintendo fan. Um, but there are some games that I I played pretty religiously. I mean, that was the system that I played. You know, that was like the first system that got Street Fighter Two, and so I played it religiously. Um, yeah, they have a Sega one too. Yeah, and well, uh, I think it came out after though. Yeah. Oh no, it's pre order at the moment. I want wait. Oh, oh, they have a they have a Genesis one. I'm sorry, you're talking about Analog. Yeah. The company. Yes, that's right. They're making a Genesis one. Um, but anyhow, God, I wish they'd make a fucking – I really wish they'd make a PC Engine slash Turbo Graphics one. That would be the shit. If they do that, I mean, honestly, Analog, if you're listening, fucking make that. In fact, I'm going to – Collab. Collab with them. Topolsky plus Analog. It's a really good idea. It's a really good idea. And if, if Kanye ever releases Turbo Graphics 16 – oh, Kanye. Don't even get me started. Well, you know what you need okay. to talk? You need to talk to Soldier Boy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's my dude. He's got all the stuff. He's got all the gear. He's got he can emulate anything. His system is very real and very good. Um, okay, but then okay, so then two other things. It looks second so nice. I want this. I wish I had they're really cool. They're really it, I gotta say, I think it's a really cool idea. I love I love that we exist in a world now where there's so many weird nerds that they will make things like that that are like this really boutique products, but they're not like ridiculously priced. They're like 
fairly approachable, you know? Yeah. Like, the, I think the system, like, from them is, like, 200 bucks or something. 250 Oh, from is that one? Oh, oh, they do they still have the ghostly one? The ghostly one they still have. It's 250 Oh, wow. Okay. I feel like I maybe got duped somehow. I want it so bad. Wait a second. You're telling me they still have them? Well, I get totally got swindled. Anyhow, um, so, so then – uh, two other things. One is, so I'm buying, we're obviously buying Christmas, some Christmas presents for Zelda. And I think we're trying to be practical, you know, although I love getting gifts for people. Like I really enjoy it. And so like, if I find the right gift for someone, I get really excited. And, um, we're, two things that we, that we're doing for Christmas, which I'm excited about. One is they make, I don't know if you know this, you probably don't. I didn't know it until like three days ago. They make tools for kids that are real tools but are small. What? Like, yeah. Like Stanley, the tool company, has like a set that's like a saw and a hammer and uh, a screwdriver and like a, all this, like a level and all this shit. And they're real. But they're small. And so um, so I got Zelda. I'm getting her. I'm putting together a tool bag for her of like carpenter tools and I got a book, which is like carpentry projects for kids. Oh, that's so cute. And I'm very excited to, um, you know, do some little projects and let her have her own, like, you know, admittedly somewhat dangerous tools. I mean, they're not going to be like unsupervised tools, mm-hmm. but, but like, I'm excited about uh, uh, the potential. That sounds awesome. Uh, and then, and then, um, and then also like on the, on the Christmas, is this a lot of stuff actually? It turns out I've got a lot of things I'm excited about or that I feel excited about. Um, we're putting together an Explorer kit for her, which is like, we were going to buy like an off the shelf thing. And then we're like, no, let's get real stuff. And so we're putting together like a package, which is like a compass and like a notepad and a, like a canteen, you know, you drink water out of. And anyhow, it's like, it's a lot of fun. I got to say having a kid, it's hard, but you also get to do a lot of weird shit that you would, you would never do otherwise. So I'm enjoying that. And then one last thing. This is not a plug at all, and I never do this, but I mean rarely do this, but I backed a uh, Indiegogo project for this bag, which is like kind of close to the perfect idea for like a 24-hour slash laptop bag, uh, and it's this company called Nomad Lane, which is a horrible fucking name, and I wish they would change it, but I backed this Indiegogo project, and I'm like, I've been looking for a good bag for so long, and I've bought so many bags, and I have this bag that I've been using that I love, but it's like a somewhat impractical made by a Japanese company called um, Masterpiece. You've seen that bag, mm-hmm. right? It has this ridiculous, it's so ridiculously over-engineered. But anyhow, I got this Nomad Lane bag the other day. And I have to say, they have fucking done nearly like the perfect bag. Like they they have figured out some things that are really, really smart. And I have to give them credit. The bento I mean, bag? Is, the bento bag is what it's called, yes. And, uh, and I was like, at first I was like, uh, you know, I bought so many fucking, um, I, just so many of these bags. I have so many fucking weird bags. I mean, dozens. The bento bag is like, it's like, it looks nice, but it also kind of looks like it could be any bag yeah. in a way, which is what I like. It fits. It's not screaming. It's not like Vera Bradley or like a. It's Louis not. Baton. It's nothing. It's it's like it's like military ish style. Yeah. You know, it's like very Filson-y, but not Filson. So much Filson that it's like, oh wow, like you're a, a countryman or whatever. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you're you're. It's just like, it's just like a smart, relatively smart design, and yet, and I got to tell you, the interior of this bag does everything you want the bag to do. It is really, they really figured some smart shit out, and I just got to hand it to them. 
And also I'm jealous because like years ago, I was talking to a friend of mine who designed bags and I was like, we should do a bag, like the perfect fucking laptop slash travel bag. And she was like, nah, it's too complicated. And now I'm like, fuck, why did I do this? You need to get analog on the phone and <laughs> you need to get your collabs. Going. I know. I know. You know what we need to do is we need to do an analog turbo graphics mm-hmm. that comes with a custom bag. <gasps> this is good shit. You heard it here first. The next project from Dippers. <laughs> a ba- a Dippers bag is and expanding and diversifying. The, a bag and a TurboGrafx 16 emulator. And all the sauces life. you can eat. <laughs> all the all the dippings you can dip. Okay. When you whip the dip, you do it in style, baby. Exactly. Exactly. We gotta get Paul back on the show. It's been too long. Yeah, we do. We do. All right, anyhow, we should wrap up. Uh, this has been a long and winding podcast where we touched on a lot of subjects, most of which were highly controversial. We'll definitely get me banned. <laughs> Real hot tape. From the, from the internet. Fresh out the oven. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, though I have just received word that your family is on that sub with Sonic.